0: What's up, my little dancing unicorns? I don't know if you guys tuned into my IG stories recently, but Austin and I, probably like a month or so ago, we've been trying to land on a specific mascot for my AG University. Um, Little beans. And I was gravitating towards dancing unicorns. He originally was saying, what about the fighting unicorns? I'm like, I love where your head's at on you want us to be fierce, but dancing feels more aligned for this collective versus fighting. But... So for today, you guys are my dancing unicorns. I would love your feedback, comments, questions, concerns. As always, I will be peeping the reviews. So would love to have you share some love there. Today, we have an epic conversation. So I am bringing on Ben Harris, who actually was connected by Helen Hall Leland, who is the CEO founder of Blender Bombs a few episodes back. You guys definitely got to check that one out that day we recorded, she connected me with Ben. And Ben is at the fear guy. I'll have everything listed in the show notes on Instagram. And he is an intuitive guide, a mentor, a fear alchemist. And he really, really has dedicated his business and daily practice to helping others uncover those sneaky hidden fears, particularly self-sabotage. It is something that really goes unnoticed in our day-to-day activities because it's our subconscious mind just running the show. And so he is here to bring awareness, to give you guys tools and resources on, first of all, one, what are my fears? What is holding me back? Why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I stuck? Why am I not achieving the goals that I know I want to achieve? Like I'm ready, but like, why am I not there? this conversation is for you it's powerful there was a few moments it was like a punch in the gut for me because I was like oh I needed to hear that so really really beautiful welcome Ben Harris the fear guy to age university let's go baby Welcome, 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 you guys. Ben Harris, the fear guy. He is here, everybody. Do not fear. We're going to uncover some fears today. So I am I am so excited for this conversation. You guys are going to love him. Ben, take it away. Tell us about you. Tell us all the things.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I don't actually think I've ever heard that, which is pretty funny, like the do not fear. Or at least I don't remember it, which is <laughs> ironic. But um, yeah, thank you so much. We talked on my podcast yesterday. And I definitely grilled you, so I'm prepared to be roasted. Yes, in the in the best way today. But yeah, so my my expertise is fear, and when most people hear that, they think heights, spiders, darkness, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, it's you know more of the emotional things, which comes to you know fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of being alone the like fear of failure, fear of success, fear of being seen, all the fun things that actually really not a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. And so that is my expertise is guiding people one-on-one through my courses, through retreats, through group group coaching methods, and just online of really uh, my goal is to be the go-to resource for people overcoming fear and anxiety. So in any shape or form where you feel anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, stuck, paralyzed, and we're going to get into it too, but how those stories and limiting beliefs and doubts stop us too. But that's my main thing and it's my purpose. I love it. Nothing. I was thinking about it in the car this morning because I had to go pick up some things for the fam and I was like, man, how cool is it? Like. I'm having the most fun I've ever had Mm. doing what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. So moment of gratitude this morning and always.
0: Beautiful. You know, that's one of my mantras that I always say. The more fun that I'm having, the more money that I'm making. Right?
1: Yes. I love that. Because most people don't think about it that way. It's like, the harder I work, the more I stress. Right. The more I sacrifice. Then I'll make more money. The more mm-hmm. I suffer essentially is what that means. But nah, like that doesn't mean that there's not effort and nervousness and yeah, there's a good type of stress, but not overwhelming, depleting you more giving than taking.
0: Yes. And I would also like to point out that Ben and I are human design twins. We <laughs> yeah. learned this yesterday. He was like, I'm a projector. I was like, me too. He's like, what's your profile? I was like, one, three. He was like, me too. I was like, Wow. <laughs> We did. I told him my whole entire life story yesterday. So I did all the talking. So I'm excited for Ben to really just tell us his entire life story and how he got into this work, because this is the work. It's like you said, and I know a lot of you guys here at AG University are new to all of these concepts. But when we first learn about manifestation, all of these things, creating our dream life, we have these moments where we feel stuck or lack of clarity, uncertainty, these fears pop up and the key to freeing ourselves from these fears is honestly identifying them, like bringing awareness, bringing them to the light and saying, hey, why is this popping up? Working through that. And then that's really, you know, sets us on this path of alignment. How did I do, Ben? Was that a good description? No,
1: beautiful. Like okay. you explained it so great, right? Of like, <laughs> yes, you're going for a goal, you're trying to manifest something, you want something, you desire something, but for every desire you have, there's also a conflicting fear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for people watching video, you can see my hands, but like, so how it works is you have your comfort zone, which I know people are probably familiar, familiar with that term, but anything outside of your comfort zone is our, our body and our brain um, deems it as a threat. So for example, let's say I want to go for, I'm making 80,000 at my job and I want to go for a promotion that, you know, is going to make more money. It's going to be more fun, more responsibility, all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, but what happens is that's my normal. And if I do anything to step out of that, that's when it feels scary, right? That's when you say, oh, it feels uncertain. I'm nervous. I'm questioning it. All the what ifs come in of Mm -hmm. like, what if I can't do it? What if I go for it and I don't get it? And so anything outside of that comfort zone, like when you're going to a new level, when you have a desire, there's always that conflicting fear to try and keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I want this thing. And you also don't want that thing. So you always have a conflicting, like something's pulling you forward, but something's always pulling and holding you back or keeping you where you want to be Mm -hmm. just because as humans, our first primal instinct is to survive. So literally anything that's out of what we currently know is unknown, which is, is unpredictable. And so then the nervous system says, okay, well, if it's unpredictable, then that means something bad could happen. So it's threatening to my nervous system. It's threatening to my mind. So even if it's something good, even if it's more money, more love, more, whatever that, The thing that I say that I want so badly, you actually are afraid of getting it because it's unknown and it's different from what you currently know. So Mm. when we talk about fear, that's really what we're talking about is anything outside of what you feel familiar with. That's trying to keep you safe, AKA keeping you stuck and self-sabotaging you.
0: Yes. Okay. I love that you said self-sabotage because in my, I was just feeling like called to speak to self-sabotage. So take us there, give us, do you have maybe an example?
1: Yeah, perfect. Well, it's like, we're just flowing perfectly of course, but let's just use that same example of I'm going for a job or a a new promotion at work. Mm -hmm. And so, but then you have this fear of, well, what if I don't get it? This rejection or this denial. So actually I'm not going to go for it this time because I don't think I'm ready, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I know enough. And so what you do, right, instead of like, I want this goal, you actually reject yourself because your fear is stronger than your desire. So, and then you end up staying exactly where you're at. So that's self-sabotage when it's like, I want this job, but actually I'm afraid of not getting it so much that I stay exactly where I'm at. But what you end up doing is in turn, you reject yourself. Mm -hmm. So because I'm so afraid of not getting the job, I therefore reject myself So I don't get the job and then I'm actually creating the exact circumstance I'm trying to avoid. And so that's what self-sabotage is, is you're sabotaging your success or whatever the thing is that you want, Mm -hmm. because you feel you are so scared of not getting it. Or there's a thing with fear of success too, of like, maybe the new job comes with more responsibility, more visibility, and that's scary to you. And so instead you are like, I feel safer in this place that i'm comfortable with and so i stay there and therefore you sabotage yourself because this is all subconscious a lot of the time people don't know what's happening right but yes it's definitely a big thing
0: yes because a lot of times that's why i'm so excited you're here today our subconscious mind is running the show but when people don't know that they don't know why i'm self-sabotaging you know the first step is having that awareness and then we can alchemize that, as you say on your socials, you can transmute that, you know, that fear into lightness or change the narrative that's really running the show. Because I'm curious too, also just selfishly, I I want your perspective Mm -hmm. on like, what is the self-sabotage for a lot of people who like set fitness goals or health goals? And then we're all motivated and then we fall off the wagon. Like what's, what's going on there in the subconscious mind?
1: I love that question. So Because a lot of people don't realize it's affecting you in every area of your life. So Mm -hmm. if even you look at fitness, like, for example, I've worked with people who we can say, quote, unquote, overweight more than they want to be. And they have this identity of, for example, like the funny fat person. Right. Or for whatever reason, they food, they feel more comfort and love with it. They feel like even this is a big thing, too, of they've used weight to hide themselves, Mm -hmm. meaning I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be looked at. Mm -hmm. And so this food or this lifestyle, this weight that I'm emotional weight, a lot of the time that I'm carrying makes me feel safe Mm -hmm. and I can control it. That's a big thing. Part of it too, right? A lot of even eating disorders is a sense of control. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's happening is it's going to question your identity of i am this person and i feel safe with it i'm known with it and i literally like might feel more love with it because then let's say you hit 130 pounds and then everyone starts saying wow you look so good or like some people might even say who do you think you are like if your family's all like if they're not into the health journey right mm-hmm. they might start questioning you or being sarcastic with you so then you gain it back because then you won't get those comments anymore so there's so many things of why that happens but those are just a few examples of what it could look like
0: wow okay and there's something else too that's been a reoccurring theme of what you're saying first you're saying visibility being seen i don't think a lot of people realize they have a fear of being seen yep and we talked about this yesterday on ben's show How even for me, you know, hiding in the spiritual closet, I didn't want people to know I was doing readings or the Akashic records because there was this fear of being seen for being, living my truth. I didn't want to be rejected by people who weren't into what I was into or didn't believe in it or, you know, whatever. Um, So I would love for you to go a little bit deeper into the visibility piece and being seen because I don't think people always immediately say like, oh, I don't want to be seen. I think that fear is kind of lurking behind yes, in the corners. And then you're like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Like, oh, that's why I don't want to post. Oh, that's why I don't want to do these things that I say I want to do. But am I ready to be seen? Am I safe to be seen?
1: Yes. And I love that so much because it is a, yeah, lesser known thing, right? Because it's easier to know. oh, I, I don't want to be rejected. But like being seen is a big thing, especially for a lot of empaths or you and I are projectors. That's a big thing. Like literally projectors, our job is to be seen. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's some people will obviously resonate with it more than others. And it's really just like being seen for you, like fully seen and expressed and authentic. Cause even as I talk about it, like, just imagine like eyes on you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the fear of being seen could happen from, let's say you're a kid and you're like, for the first time you're speaking in elementary school, right? Like you're giving a report in front of the class and then the class laughs at you or they poke or make fun at you. And so now, right, it's like, okay, well I can't be seen. I can't show my power. I can't um, be myself essentially, right? Like it's a very broad, if you show yourself, your real self, and for some reason, if someone says that's wrong, that's not good enough, that's not likable, that's not acceptable, that's not lovable, which is everyone, (laughs) right? We've all had that experience. So now you hide. It's like, I cannot be seen. This part of me cannot be seen because I experienced this hurt and so therefore I hide it out of protection because I don't want to get hurt again.
0: Yeah. And that's definitely been probably my biggest fear that I've been overcoming in the last few months. It's a continual process. I would like to say I'm 100% overcoming it, but I am working every day on, you know, we were just talking about, I've talked about it on the show too, how exposed I felt launching this podcast. And then it it went in layers though, you know, first Instagram, then podcast, And then TikTok was where it was a little dicey. I got, you know, quite a bit of, of hate there. And I was like, Oh, I told him, I'm like, it's like someone calling your child ugly. Like my little energy work practice is so sacred and I love it. And I'm so passionate about it. And someone, someone poo-poos on it. You're like, like, that hurts. But like you said, it's part of my gift and the gift is meant to be seen. So no matter what, if I hide it, out of fear, or I show it out of fear. Mm. Either way, there, there's still, it's kind of how we talked about there's that little bit of in tandemness where it, it's tied to my worth, right? Like I feel in purpose when I'm seen. When I hide, I feel wor- worthless, you know? So it's like, it's a double edged sword. Once you start to understand these fears, there's a lot of duality that comes into yes. play.
1: Yeah. And just to echo what you said about exposed, I feel like that's a great um, feeling. So it's like, if you feel exposed and then you tighten up or you put a wall up or you run or you hide at that moment, that's when, you know, the fear of being seen is probably present.
0: Yes. Well, okay. So let's talk through, you can pick one of our examples that we've already got going. So, Mm -hmm. And i know that you do this with clients so obviously don't give us too much of your secret sauce but give us enough to keep us wanting more i'll, so. give, all, I'll
1: give you all the sauce. <laughs> okay that's what's important
0: yes well so say someone is you know they're stuck in the self-sabotage loop they they have a goal fitness goals are just easy for people to understand i don't want you guys to think that you don't need to change you're beautiful and you're perfect as you are but for a physical matter example you want to change you want to reach these goals and you find yourself in this loop. And now you have this awareness. Okay, I'm self-sabotaging. The toughest pill to swallow often is that we're our own dang self. We're the ones that are putting ourselves there. No one else is putting yeah. us in the situation. No one's forced us to gain weight or no one's forced us to miss a, a gym workout. You know, sometimes there's life. But for the most part, if we wanted to, we would, right? So if we're in a arm wrestle with mm. our subconscious mind. I
1: like that
0: how do you what do you tell us what do we do from there we have the awareness now where do we go from there
1: that's cool so i like the arm wrestle i've never used that example that's exactly what it is it is because you're like at a stalemate and that's what feels so frustrating for people because it's like i know what to do and i have this feeling but i don't know what's stopping me like i just want to do it but i can't yes like, that's that feeling
0: and your your brain's literally like <Yeah>.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, then you might just like, like barely push back a little bit and then blah, and like, yes. you get yanked back yes. and you're like, I'm making progress. Blah, and then you're yeah. not again. Yeah. So yeah, I know um, that
0: cause I've, I've been there, you guys. I'm just, I'm
1: speaking from very much experience. Yeah. That's a great example. I love that. So yeah, the first step is awareness. And that's the main thing that I have people, that's is the thing I have people do first is like become aware of it of all the things of when you feel triggered of all the things even just negative thoughts questions hesitations stresses anxiety all those things are it's um pointing to an underlying fear Mm -hmm. so how i look at it is usually like leaves on a tree like you can look at all the leaves on a tree right like those are all the feelings those are all the emotions those are all the negative thoughts just blowing around in the wind, it's really hard to get a grasp of them because like you mentioned, we are only conscious of 5% of our life.
0: Wow. 5%.
1: Yeah. So it's like, and rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, it's, it's helpful and it's also unhelpful. Like Mm -hmm. it's happening that way because we can't be aware of like, oh, my liver is detoxing right now. Right. Or, Oh, like literally like when I'm staring at you, my brain also is looking at this bush outside,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I'm not aware of it. Cause that's that would literally like overwhelm my system. Mm-hmm. Like we only have so much capacity. And so we're only aware because like it's to conserve energy mm-hmm. for our brain to stay efficient. And so, but that's the beauty of becoming aware. Like once you start to track these things and become aware of them, you're like, oh damn, like I really, I didn't realize that I was thinking this or feeling this this much. Mm -hmm. And so that can be overwhelming in itself. And a lot of people at that point also feel a lot of guilt and shame. And so that's another like arm wrestle, like drag you back because, well, I don't want to feel guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to now go back into hiding. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, another important thing of like, you mentioned choice of like choosing, if you really want your life to be different, then you are going to want to fully embrace these feelings. And that's, so after we become aware of like the leaves on the tree, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm procrastinating, like procrastinating is indicative, like that's a fear. It's, oh, I feel anxiety. Oh, like I'm people pleasing, any of the like classic things. It's like, okay, I feel jealous. That's one of them. I'm overthinking. And so then once you become aware of that, it's like, okay, well, what is that feeling associated with that? Mm -hmm. Who was I talking to? Where was I? Was I talking to my spouse, my partner, a boss? Was I trying to post on social media? Like, you know, you're trying to like identify where it's happening and identify the trend. And then once you get that, you're able to really distill and down into the trunk, which is the fear, right? Of Like, okay. I think what I have is a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, um, like if we use this health and fitness, like weight journey thing is I don't want to be rejected. And so therefore I am going to hide myself Mm -hmm. and I'm going to wear baggy clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's definitely a thing. Like if you really like baggy clothes, that's different. But if you're wearing baggy clothes to hide your body because of you don't want to be seen or objectified or whatever you want to say, then therefore, right, like that's you're hiding because you have a fear of rejection. Um, and so
0: ben, you I, want to I say
1: something before I go on, okay.
0: I just, you are a wizard reading my mind. I just, in like two podcast episodes, said I was working on this theory when I first was kind of overcoming disordered eating and I feel you know this is primarily a female audience so at some point one of my listeners has had some type of you know maybe just a negative self-talk with body maybe not full-blown eating disorders. Oh,
1: absolutely we all do
0: right right so that's something that I love to speak to well I just said like two episodes I'm like I have this theory that when we wear baggy clothes and like I was always wearing sweatsuits to the gym and like doing these mm. things I did not even have this awareness I, I didn't really realize like oh I'm consciously hiding my body. When I got dressed today, I didn't realize that. And I was working with a trainer and she's like, you've got to start wearing like, you know, some like cute little two piece set. Like you got to start like dressing the part. Mm. And I was like, what is the subconscious? I know there's something there and you literally just said it. So that's why I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I I've been realizing that you're signaling to your body. Like I am not safe to be seen. So I'm okay. hiding you. And no matter what I was doing at that time, working out, eating healthy, all the things, if I'm constantly doing all this in a sweatsuit and covered up, and even my old Instagram was very like layers and layers and scarves and hats and and glasses, like very hidden.
1: Mm. And I
0: did not realize that that was such a cry for help from my subconscious mind.
1: Dang. Like, isn't this, like, I mean, we talked about being seen yesterday and visibility. Mm -hmm. I just, and there's why, why I love this so much is because there's endless layers and levels mm-hmm. which can feel overwhelming. But to me, it's, it's just like a video game. You know, there's always going to be a new boss and a new level that we're expanding into and growing into, <laughs> Yes. but it's like you, man, I love that example. Cause I'm sure all of us can relate in some way of, and it could also work in the opposite. I want to mention too, right. Of like, um, I'm going to wear less Because I want people to look at me in a certain way and receive love because I'm uncomfortable. Like I feel insecure. So I need that. I need validation in X way.
2: Mm.
1: Does that make sense? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So it can,
1: it can be anywhere on the spectrum. There's a pendulum. Like I'm not wearing any, I'm wearing less to hide like what I really want to be seen for. Mm. And then I'm wearing more. To also hide for what I want to be seen and like loved for, like we just want to be loved. That sounds so cheesy, but like that's really it. it all it is, right? Is like whatever you feel called and authentically want to do, mm-hmm. not for someone else, but truly whatever your true, deep, loving desire is for yourself. Whether it's more clothes, less clothes, whatever. And, like, and then you alter yourself, you edit yourself, you pretend to be something, you change yourself. That's all because like. There's this deep down, like we talked, you mentioned yourself about worth. There's a belief that we're not good enough. There's a belief we're not lovable enough. We're not pretty enough, whatever the thing is. Right. And so that's why we change ourselves because we want to receive love is like, well, I'm not good enough as I am. So I need to change something about me. So I do receive that. But the insidious thing of what happens is let's just use the baggy clothes example of like, I want to be loved as I am but I change myself. So therefore I reject who I really am. Mm. And I still don't feel good enough yeah. because it's this thing of like, you are, you already believe that you aren't. So you change yourself and what you, the signal you give to your subconscious, the evidence you're providing is that you are hiding. Therefore you are not good enough. Mm. So even if you're trying to protect yourself, from being seen or being hurt or being whatever from someone else, you in turn, instead do it to yourself instead of someone else. And then the cycle continues.
2: Wow.
0: Yes. Because I often believe that weight on some level is energetic protection. You know, that's how it comes up for a lot of clients that I've worked with. It's yep, we're carrying this weight because our body just doesn't feel safe to release it. And that was a big mantra that I was working with was like, I am safe to be seen. Like I am safe to release any emotions. <laughs> like I am safe. It's just a good one to start at. Okay. I kind of derailed you, but we're
1: still. From what to do.
0: <laughs> I don't, um, I'm like, I just had to interrupt you because I was, I just said that the other day. I'm like, I know there is, I was percolating on that because mm-hmm. I just did not even realize obviously it was my subconscious mind, how much I was hidden. I had someone DM me recently and she was like I can really clearly see you for the first time like I followed you for years Anna Grace but when you were in Nashville you always were like using filters and using all these things it was like a distraction because I, I I on some subconscious level knew I was hiding all of my gifts or hiding these parts of me from the internet and it was reflecting I was kind of showing up as this persona and then the moment I you know Surprise! Popped out of the closet and was like, I read the Akashic Records and I'm a medium and all the things. This is me. Then it was like, I don't know, people were like, I feel like for the first time I can see you so clearly. Even my face kind of like changed a little bit. Like Helen was like, you've shape shifted. I'm like, yeah. it's so crazy how it's all connected and it's so much more emotional than we realize.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Cause it really is connected to like, I mean, we've already talked about this, but you were hiding or like putting on these layers or these distractions because it literally feels unsafe to be yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so like, it only makes sense. Like I don't want people to feel like, like, yes, I want them to feel like a bit like a knife is turning because then hopefully the pain encourages change. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't beat yourself up too much. Cause there's like, you're actually doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Like, like every single human we have a default setting we have a normal we have a familiar and so we will do whatever we can like subconsciously to make sure that stays intact and so anything that threatens that normal your brain will like kick it away or make sure it stays intact even if right it's like man think how much more fulfilled think how much more loving think how much more money i could make if all i had to do is just be myself and stop pretending but what fear does as a survival response comes in and make sure you don't do that because that's not what you've been doing for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, once you become aware of those patterns and like, you're going to endlessly uncover them, right? Like we've already uncovered a ton just in two days together. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's like, you're always going to be uncovering them. And then once you do with that is we did a little example on my show yesterday, but it's like, Beginning just to ask yourself questions, and in my fear alchemy course, I literally I show people step by step of, okay, you've identified the thing. Now let's, let's see what fear it is, and now, let's give you prompts step by step so you can subconsciously find out what that belief is. So for you, yesterday right was, mm-hmm. I need to hide because I'm worthless, and. Somebody might be, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. I'm invaluable. I think that's what you said, too, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So through prompts and through questions, it's getting to the root of what you're actually protecting yourself from. Because you don't know, like, I'm wearing baggy clothes to the gym because I feel worthless inside. Like, you don't know that's happening. Right. No, I I had no idea. until. Yeah, like, I just feel insecure and unsafe, and so I need to, like, hide. Hide. And so like going through the prompts actually helps you reveal, Oh, what am I protecting myself from? Why does it feel so scary? Why is it uncomfortable for me? Why do I feel unsecure So insecure or nervous, or why am I so self-critical? And then you're able to get to the root. And then from there, then you're able to reframe it and realize like, Oh, like that's not true. Like mm-hmm. if someone like it is safe to be seen and, that's part of those affirmations of what you just mentioned. Is I end with affirmations. There's nothing wrong with starting with them, but what I found is that it's really important to identify what the issue is first, mm-hmm. because sometimes when you just say an affirmation, you know it's not true.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: right. If like if I say I'm safe to be seen, but it isn't, that's that conflicting. Like you don't believe that what are you, what are you doing? Like, and then you Mm -hmm. might feel, you know, more shame or whatever in that moment. So yes, there's definitely a part of like, fake it till you make it and like really say it. And till you do believe it Mm -hmm. and that works. But if you want a quicker route, then it's really identifying what the issue is. Because if you don't identify what the issue is, it's like, it's essentially like what we've been talking about of it's like when you're in your garden and you pick a weed from just the surface, like you try and pick it out, but just the top of it, it's going to grow back. It's going to grow back. Like maybe for a day or a week or a month, it's like, oh, the issue is resolved Mm -hmm. because I'm telling myself affirmations. And even if like I do meditations and journaling and therapy, all those things are great, but sometimes we don't actually identify what the root is and we're just like addressing the surface symptom, right? It's very much, we talked about this yesterday and, I imagine you've talked about this on your podcast of like like taking adderall mm-hmm. right of like most people probably that's i am not a doctor but i would say it's misdiagnosed mm-hmm. because
0: i definitely was
1: yeah right and it's mm-hmm. like well that's a root like issue thing it's like we could go deep into that but it's just to keep <laughs> it simple right of yeah. like why i brought up the adderall thing is because we take pills to cover up the surface symptom, Mm -hmm. right? I feel headaches. And so I am going to take Tylenol to make the headache go away. But that doesn't cure your headache. It just takes away the symptom Mm. to actually take away your headache, right? Is like, why am I getting a headache? Right. Because I hate my job because I'm, I'm just in a toxic relationship, right? It's like your body's always giving you clues for something like all that stress and anxiety or surface symptom you feel is a sign it's literally a signal from your body telling you that something needs to be addressed and so that's what i teach people to do is like follow like through the fear we are going to follow what those symptoms are telling us get to the root issue and then give you the tools to actually resolve it so it's not just like faking it or feeling like it's resolved but deep down you know it's still there it's actually freeing yourself from it
0: which is what we're here to do. It's on so many levels. There will always be something popping up, which I know I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to, um, be, I make it. Yeah. I'm trying not to make it sound daunting, but I want everyone to understand that when you have a trigger, that's where I'm like, no, this is good. I know it's uncomfy, but this is good because now you're really going to move through something. Like anytime I feel triggered I have an emotion come up that makes me not feel good. I'm like, okay. I like, we talked about this yesterday how I'll get really angry when, you know, Mm -hmm. people reject my energy work or they're offended by it or, you know, it it goes against their belief system and then they attack me because I'm like, what? Like, I feel like so, yeah. And then, I guess I feel attacked and then I feel angry, yeah. you know? And so I was telling Ben yesterday that I kind of do this thing where I'm like, okay, we're talking to angry Anna Grace. She's, she's angry right now. Cause she's hurt. And I really, like you said, try to ask myself some questions and say, okay, why, why are you angry right now? That we un- uncovered together Ben, that anger is really just kind of fear hidden Will you give your uh, analogy to that you gave me yesterday of the little kid <laughs> with the anger running out to the street oh i
1: forgot about that i love yeah. that example because yeah. i need to remember that for the future but one of my favorite sayings is triggers are your teachers mm. so it's the same thing right As like oh i feel angry right now and of course it's like feel all the things like in the moment that you're pissed off you're not going to be like hold up let me you <laughs> right, know, right, right. <laughs> Like, let me get out my journal. Hold up. Like, oh yeah. Please stop the argument.
0: No, I love Jeez. to. S- I I I, am, I highly encourage everyone to like stomp, like punch a pillow, scream if you want to scream in your car. I've screamed in my car. I'm just a straight up ah in the car, loud, as loud I've as actually, you want.
1: Yeah, like my car is actually my favorite place where I have just like, like blood curdling scream. <laughs> my car has seen some shit. My car's like, damn bitch, are you okay? <laughs> Like a funny meme or like skit or something, (laughs) because you know, everybody like cars do see some shit. That's funny.
0: My car has seen some shit. I have a Tesla now, and there's a computer in there. and I'm always so scared something's being recorded. I'm like, if this was being recorded right now, they would probably say you shouldn't be driving. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. But, um, yeah, so the example was like, so there's a quote I forgot who said it, but fear is the bodyguard, or sorry, anger is the bodyguard of fear, Mm. meaning. Yes. So the example is if you are a parent or even if you have a niece or nephews or if you don't have any, like imagine one of your best friends is, you know, running out in the middle of the street and you see a car coming and you hurry and pull them out or tackle them and save them. Like the initial response is typically anger, right? Like a parent who saves a kid from a car coming is like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get out of there! Mm-hmm. Right, it's like so you're angry, but you're scared. Right, obviously, like you don't want them to get hurt, and so that's the same thing of like anger inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a deeper fear that we're actually because when you tap into what fear actually is, right? It's a biological um, survival. Like our we in the same way that you watch like any animal, like a deer, right? Like when something is chasing them, it runs because mm-hmm. it wants to live. Like it's first thing is like, shit, I got to get out of here. Like mm-hmm. It's fight or flight, the same thing for us. And so when that fear pops up, that's that same feeling. And the anger is the fight, right? Is like, I need to like do something. I need to go forward. I need to take action right now. So this thing doesn't happen. And that's, but underneath that is really love. And that's another thing that people don't really know is that This is kind of a more of a deep cut, but it's... I'm ready. Cut me. that, That fear is love in disguise. Meaning, like that polarity we talked about, of there's these conflicting things of, like, fear exists in this human body, and it's there to keep us safe. It's there to keep us alive and to protect us. And it definitely gets way out of whack, especially nowadays, right? Like, you and I have talked about getting hater comments or very personal, angry, hurtful comments. That feels like a threat because it's like our body doesn't know, like this person's online. All it knows is like, yo, you are getting attacked right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we respond in a defensive way. Like anytime you feel defensive, it's because you're actually afraid and you're trying to protect something. And, but it's really because it's like, I love myself it's really just like fear is a misguided form of love. It's because it's trying to protect you the same way in the parent and the kid in the street example is, yeah, I might be mad. I might be scared, but deep down it's coming from like a deep place of love and care for the kid. And so the same thing happens with ourself, but it just gets really, really confusing of what is fear? What is love?
0: Right. Which is why we've got to, Like you said, be pissed off, be scared, be anxious, be all the things, allow the emotion. I always tell people don't fight the emotion because that's that arm wrestle. Mm -hmm. We get into this. That's the resistance. I'm I'm always telling people like, let it be. Like if I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, okay, this is the anxiety. Hello. (laughs) I'm feeling Mm -hmm. anxious. That's okay. It's a wave. It's going to pass. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to ground myself. I'm going to go outside, get some sunshine, do what I got to do. And then that's kind of your, your juicy golden ticket to, you know, invite yourself. You guys, you got to check out Ben's page and his course because he, his gift is uncovering fears. That is not my gift. So I will let him speak mostly to this in a professional sense, but I, I do encourage you when you have those heightened states to look to the journal prompts, ask yourself questions. At least I always try to at least myself, ask myself three questions, even if I have a headache. Before I take anything, I'm like, hmm, am I dehydrated? Did mm-hmm. I look at my screen? Was I overworking myself? Was I, you know, at least just like really, really, one, having awareness and two, being a bit observational. It was the, the best place I can guide you. And then from there, obviously, you guys got to check out Ben's alchemy course.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like it's it's very accessible and simple to do for everyone. And even if you're like, I'm not ready, like it sounds scary. That's okay. Like, I would just even just like what Anna Grace just said about three questions. I love that. Like, you can just ask, like, because why? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And you can just keep doing that again and again and again. Well, I have a headache. Why? Um, I feel stressed. Well, why am I stressed? Oh, work. Well, why am I stressed at work? It's like, oh, because there's this deadline. Well, why am I stressed about the deadline? It's like, oh, because I've placed this really important, like, meaning behind the deadline that if I don't do the thing, then I'm going to lose my job or my boss is going to get mad at me. And then you can keep asking why, why, why. And then really you get down to the fear of, so if you're brave enough and willing, you can literally just ask why. And then if you want additional guidance for sure, like sign up for the course or hit me up, but asking why is a really helpful beginning process.
0: Yes, because for so long, I feel I was afraid to ask why, you know, like really getting honest with yourself. And I do want to just say, I was so scared to tell people about my gifts. And I was so scared to even tell my partner, I, I joke all the time how, you know, even though we were doing like a long distance and he was coaching, he was really busy. So we didn't have a ton of time together in the beginning of our relationship, But still, I didn't want to tell him these things about me. I had this whole story worked up in my head. And then, you know what? I told everyone and it really wasn't that big of a deal. It was never that serious. (laughs) He was just like, okay, well, this is new to me. And I don't really know what you're talking about, but I love you and I support you. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You know, I accept you. (laughs) I don't know. What was
1: the story? And like, that's how you know you got a real one, right? Obviously, not everyone will do that. But what was the story inside of your head? Do you remember? I know there's probably more than one, but what was the main one?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Austin's family is like, you know, comes from a Southern religious, you know, his dad's side, Southern Baptist, you know, just very traditional family. And um, I knew he wasn't familiar with any of this work. And I was afraid, honestly, it would freak him out. And I was having these really intense... Well, obviously, when you're so connected to your partner, like I always tell people, physically, emotionally, especially sexually, like I couldn't even kind of control some of the like information that I was getting around him. Only mm. really, I only feel that way about him. Like I don't. So many people were like, "Are you reading my mind right now?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading your mind." But with Austin, it was awesome is different because we were so connected, and so I was having these, and I'm like, hmm, "How do I tell this man that, you know, his." grandfather or his great aunt who has passed away has, you know, coming to me in vision or in meditation or, you know, whatever. It it just felt like he was so in the dark and the information was so over here. I just, I didn't even know how to slowly like breadcrumb that, you know, it was kind of just like, you got to rip the bandaid. And there was a few times that I tried to bring it up and I could tell he wasn't really like, he, he, I could just tell he wasn't getting it. So I was just like, gosh, I just, I, I, I I would try to like, you know, (laughs) Like, just try to be like, well, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't know what that is. Or you know, it was just like, never really. Finally, I was like, listen, and you need to sit down and I have to tell you something. We were actually playing the card game. We were not really strangers. And I pulled the card. That's like, what's a secret you've been keeping for me? And oh, I'm like, wow. the universe really said, it. it's time. It's time. And, you know, I told him, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I had this crazy, he knew I'd had this crazy, like near death experience. But I didn't tell him that he knew I had, you know, this heart attack and all these crazy things happened, but I didn't tell him, you know, this was kind of the side effects (laughs) that I have Mm -hmm. these two gifts, not the side effects, but the outcome, the purpose of the event. So anyways, I'm not really actually sure what the narrative was probably that he would be scared of me, freaked out by me or in some level, that's obviously a fear of rejection or abandonment.
1: Yeah. I was going to say abandonment for sure.
0: Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I don't know what exactly what this means, he, but he did not for a second bat an eye. He's like, I love you. I think you're great. <laughs> and um, if that's what you're into, then I support you and you're just going to have to, you're going to have to explain it to me. You know, you're, he was totally like, you're just going to have to like, let me kind of go at my own pace with this. Cause this is like all new to me. But you know, if he has questions, he has questions. He's really great about boundaries. Like if there's something that I am doing that, is a little outside of his comfort zone or makes him nervous. He's like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> he, he does. He's like, that, that, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I'm like, okay. So
2: that's you, cool.
1: yeah, I love that. Like, and obviously that's not the case for everybody. I think that's very mature and like healthy way to handle it and a loving way to handle it mm-hmm. because per, what people are afraid of, right? It is like the rejection and abandonment of and there's so many things that are intertwined, right? Of like you mentioned his family, of like being misunderstood mm-hmm. and like judged, but ultimately, right, is just like yeah, like it's so hard to even probably grasp on to the stories because it just feels like anxiety and like racing and like all you your heart's beating faster or whatever it may be. But ultimately, right, is we all we're all like, being, and you talked about this yesterday, like. Even some of the most successful people I've seen and why it came up because you mentioned like you did readings for celebrities and like, Mm -hmm. but people don't know that all these celebrities or all of these millionaires or all of these quote unquote successful people that you see like, yo, like I promise they're all afraid. They all have a level that they're trying to reach, but the difference is a lot of them, even if they don't know it or not, like they don't let the fear stop them. And so that's definitely the biggest thing that I've seen of like, they're actually still really terrified. Um, and some of them actually might have been successful because of the fear, right? Like they're trying to prove their dad wrong. Mm. And so now it's like, I'm going to do everything to show you, to prove you wrong, but they're actually not happy. Like they're actually like, they really might look successful on the inside or on the outside, but inside they're miserable because they're not living what's in alignment and what their true purpose so what looks quote unquote successful, they did everything that they were told that they were supposed to do, but they still feel empty. And so, and again, we talked about this yesterday too, right? Of Like the perfect mix of, to me, success. I would just say like my version of success is like that perfect piece of alignment where like I'm going to bed at night. I feel peace. I'm in love with my life. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, and then also that comes with money that comes with like the typical material success that we like deem as successful, but real success to me is just like peace. Honestly, that's what success means to me Mm. is like peace, contentment, because like we mentioned at the beginning of like needing to suffer for success is like, nah. like I'm not in that game. It's like, I choose peace. I choose fulfillment. I choose like thriving, man, just the word peace keeps coming up. Mm. So I guess that's, I got, got off on a little tangent, tangent. I just wanted to mention that for people who feel like you're alone. I promise you're not alone. Like every single person is struggling with something that they're afraid of. So I promise, I promise, I promise you're not alone.
0: No, I have fears that come up every day. I'm sure you have fears that come up every day but we have you know one the awareness and two we have some tools it's all about just having some tools in our toolbox and we're like that's okay you know you can't have people often be like how do i get this voice inside of my head to shut up or how do i turn the fears off or turn this off turn the ego off i'm like it's never going to turn off yeah it's okay it's there for a reason it's there as a guide you know triggers are your greatest teachers i love that and it's all just, that's why I love AG University. I love this conversation so much because it's, it's really is so empowering when you have this awareness, like, okay, I'm not broken. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. We all have fear. We all have self, I have self sabotage so, plenty of times for yep. two years of my life. I'm pretty sure I was just in a self-sabotage roundabout. I was trapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you I, were
1: in a freaking roundabout or like, that's exactly what you were in. Revolving a, door. Yeah. yeah. Revolving door. <laughs>
0: And I'm like, we, I don't want to get out. I'm just going to keep on spinning <laughs> because it's safe in here.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I do have one last question for you. I could talk to you for probably another two hours, but I'll, t- <laughs> I kept you for like, we talked for about two and a half hours yesterday. Um, but I'm really excited. You guys definitely need to check out our episode because he does, he walks me through some of my deep fears. And I told him, I'm like, don't hold back. Ask me the questions because I want you to catch, catch me off guard. Hit me where it hurts. So um, if you guys want to hear me uncover some fears, please be my guest. I'll link the, the episode in the show notes. But I would love an explanation from your expertise and some of your wisdom around... Everyone here is really into, obviously, manifestation. They're new to these law of attraction concepts, which we love. And they're fun. And they're so exciting and magical. And not to take away that magic, but we're just going to add a little extra information. How do you, I guess, connect the concept of limiting beliefs and fear in the manifestation process? We can yeah. talk about like particularly money, or if you want to give you know specific leg. I know that's broad.
1: Yeah. So like, I'll use myself as an example. Like, let me actually pull out a. Oh, I wish I had my journal here. So here's like, if you're talking about money, I'm going to recognize recommend this book. Ooh, it's called overcoming Underearning. love. I love that title. It's like, damn, that's a good title. That's
0: a good title. I, I haven't <laughs> read that book, but I'm going to read it now.
1: So m- my coach that I worked with on my subconscious, um, she recommended this. And like, typically I'm like, like kind of whatever, you know, but this is actually really helpful because it's essentially like a workbook. So in this book, she has something called the grand conundrum. And what she says is you. You get what you really want, not what you ask for. Uh-huh. So this is essentially our limiting beliefs, right? Like, and I said this before about we all have two forces inside of us. One clings to safety and the other pushes us forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like the limiting belief. And like, if we're specifically talking about money is one question I love just to ask is like, well, why don't you want it? Oh, <laughs> right. And it's like, cause everyone says, of course I want more money. It's like, that's what you think. That's what you say. But, like, what part of you actually doesn't want it? Right? Like, of course, like, we have fear of losing money. We have fear of not having enough money, right? Like, there's a part of us that actually feels safe in struggle. Mm. So, like, it's when, familiar. Yeah. Like, when you, we use the weight example, the same thing happens with money. And literally, the same thing has happened with me. Like, last month was my best month in business because I finally figured some shit out
0: congratulations
1: thank you it feels so fucking good god I love it and i was just like hitting a wall like hitting in, and i was so frustrated and i could tell you all the things of how i was holding myself back right but it was like um like ultimately i just finally wanted to take responsibility and ultimately like i realized i was still playing a victim in so many ways of uh a lot of ways but like specifically with money and so that when you ask yourself like well why don't i want it or why mm-hmm. am i safe like what feels safe about scarcity mm-hmm. like are my is that i imagine a lot of us that's what we grew up with right Right. like for me right like my i had a single mom absolutely did her best like crushed it and at the same time like we struggled because mm-hmm. she's a single mom had five kids five um, kids that's, yeah oh, had to be a mom Plus the provider. Right. And so was laid off. Like she's still trying to be an entrepreneur. We moved a lot, like food stamps, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that like, I actually felt safe with that because that's what I grew up around. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so subconsciously, even as hard as I can try, like back to the weight example, like I can make a lot of money, but then that feels unsafe. Mm
2: -hmm. So then
1: like, for example, a pattern for me, like in my coaching business was I make a lot of money and then I hang out, like I don't do anything, I don't build off of that, and I just relax, I just chill until do do, do it trickles back down again, and it's like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. I gotta do it again mm-hmm. and because then it's like the fear pops in like the survival of not to have it instead of like, hey, like let's build some sustainability, let's build some systems, let's actually grow this thing, but really is there's so many fears underlying that, right? Like I definitely have a fear of being seen of like more responsibility, of rejection, of abandonment. Like all for me are like in this, like intertwined into this thing of like similar to you, like stepping into my power and like using my voice and my gift. Mm-hmm. But ultimately it was like, it felt safe. And so I was like, why I didn't want more money. Um, another reason was like, because then I would be unrelatable.
2: Oh,
1: Right. Is like now people like, people are going to ask for money or people are going to think I'm too good for them. People, I'm going to think I'm prideful. Mm -mm. Like there's so many things that like tie in, like it's not the money, it's what it means. So money could mean safety. Money could mean like if you grew up in religious background, right? Is like, it could be like evil, like too much money is evil, but what is too much money to you? Like that's completely personal of like, so you will actually feel unsafe with having a lot of money in your bank account or and so you hurry and spend it i know that's a common thing for people is like you have this is a funny self-sabotage thing that we have is like and when i say funny i mean really shitty like <laughs> yeah. like because it's like okay i made all this money but i'm afraid of losing it so i'm gonna hurry and use it right now oof And so then what do you do, right? It's that typical self-sabotage thing that we talked about is like, I'm afraid of losing it. So I spend it quickly and therefore I lose it.
0: Yeah. You're like, I'm going to spend it so that I can't lose it.
1: Yeah. And so instead of like, let me, yeah, like I can treat myself. And also like, let me invest it. Let me strategically like save some, let me have fun with some, you know, whatever feels like in alignment with you. But there's, those are just a few key things of like how we actually like with money, similar to yo-yo dieting or like gaining, losing weight. Same thing of like why we may be stuck in the same cycle of like what feels safe, but Mm. ironically it's also what that keeps us miserable and stuck.
0: It's so wild. And even just like speaking these things out, it, it gives people the power to take the power back into, okay, hold up, that's not me, that's not my voice. Because a lot of times for me, just to give one example, just to bring something to life, maybe someone else can relate or, you know, take it, take it or leave it. But my mom worked, she had a company and was very successful. She worked very hard. And I uncovered this in therapy, actually. One limiting belief I had around a lot of areas of my life was the word, you know, selfish or mm-hmm. even, even vain. Cause she never had time to do anything for herself
1: mm-hmm. and she'd be
0: like, Oh, well, you know, if I wasn't working so hard and doing all these things, then I would have time to do that, blah, blah, blah. So then I started thinking, oh, caring about my health and my looks and prioritizing me is selfish or vain or bad or wrong, right? On some level. And, you know, the same with money. I, I, I consider myself a very generous person. So making all of this money when I started out felt selfish like i needed to like give it away or spend it or do you know mm-hmm. or you know redistribute it. I, I i didn't you know deserve to have all this money cuz i needed to you know that was selfish or wrong or something there, there was this word for me cuz i never wanted to be considered selfish and that was yeah. kind of a a limiting belief that that i recognized that was a voice from my mom and like your mom she was in the absolute best she could she had yeah. no ill intention i love my mom she did the best she could parenting and being really busy and you know, I and, am who I am because of her, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how that shows up and you don't, I mean, that was like, I had been in therapy for a year and I was like, well, hot dog.
1: <laughs> I love that example so much. Thanks for sharing that. Cause it really is like, and that's the thing, right? Like there, that's why there's always something to learn, which is so beautiful of like, because people are like, okay, I finally made it. Like I'm making money. I'm doing what I love. And it's like, well shit, why is my bank account that is like, well, I actually believe making money is wrong. And so like, I don't want it like subconsciously, I will literally find ways to subconsciously remove it because it's wrong. And so in order to protect that belief, right? That limiting belief is money is selfish money is wrong. So therefore I will get rid of it. And that's just a beautiful summary of like how limiting beliefs limit us like these, but they're actually not true, right?
0: They're sneaky.
1: They're very sneaky, and like even just to give context for like your mom, right? Of like, that's how she was protecting herself. Mm -hmm. Like, why she was saying like, "I don't have time for these things," is because she actually wanted it. She wanted that more than anything. I'm just projecting, but I imagine this is probably what it could be. Mm -hmm. She actually did want those things, and so her subconscious was protecting her, like saying like. Um, that was her way of, con- um, not compromising. What am I trying to say? Like as in, I don't mean this in a bad way, like, cause we all have a victim, but that was her victim story of like, I don't have time for me. Right. And so that was her way of like protecting herself. So she didn't feel bad about herself.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Uh,
1: but then that story now, you know, of course plays on and, and a lot of our fears aren't from us. And right. you know about this, right? It's like, it's past life stuff. Mm. Like literally it's, it's in our DNA. Like I had a reading on myself and then with an intuitive healer and it was, she said it was in my 14th grandpa. It was, wow. i having, mm-hmm. having to do with like, it was with the heart and like not he didn't feel like safe in his body and that has now trickled down to every male in my family mm-hmm. until now. And so I was like, damn, you know, like all this <laughs> stuff we don't even know is us. Like it is us cause we're choosing it, but right. at the same time it's passed on. And so we can choose to be different and to change it.
0: Oh yeah. I, uh, and every, you know, I think everybody at some point in their life are, I don't want to speak for everyone. Maybe, maybe me and you projectors, the one three were curious and we're investigators and we want to know all the things. And of course I did all the readings, past life regression, hypnotherapy, Mm -hmm. you name it, I've done it, but I've learned so much, you know, some positive, some negative, but I was on a, just, I saw everyone for like a year. It was also around the quarantine heading into that time where, you know, I, I was just in a deep exploration phase, but a, a lot of my lifetimes and, you know, past incarnations, I have always had this gift that I have now, the Akash Records, which makes sense. I told you when I did the first reading, I felt like I had done it my whole life. Like, just, I didn't even really need any training. I still did training just for my own formality. Hmm. But I didn't. I, I never felt like I just knew what I was doing. I always feel safe. I always just, I know. And... But in every single life, there was a lot of lives where I was, you know, ostracized from society or, you know, the, the like, burner at the stake, she's a witch. I mean, literally, everyone always told me, they're like, yeah, you probably just were like a little wizard, fairy, and people, you know, it freaked them out, and they killed you. And I'm like, well, okay. So no wonder in this life, for two years, I hid literally behind clothing, behind filters, behind things, because it was scary to be seen in that way because and i I literally did a hypnotherapy session where i'm like okay in this life no one is going to stone you (laughs) no
1: one's going to stone you
0: Uh (laughs) no one's going to get their pitchfork and take you to the town center like truly it's wild i mean this might that might be far out for some of you guys here who haven't um explored past lives but i do believe that the soul has a has a layers of, of journeys and You know, we can heal, we can heal any of it, all of it. It's just learning, looking a little closer, seeing how we feel.
1: Amen. Hot dog.
0: Hot dog. (laughs) I haven't said hot dog in a while, but I've been saying it a lot today. (laughs) I don't know where it came from. Yes. Well, Ben, I actually, is there anything else? One, one of your favorite takeaways, anything you want to leave us with? We would love for you to pimp, pimp yourself out in every capacity, Mm -hmm. please.
1: Yeah. Let me tap in. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the main thing that's coming up is just to remind people that you're capable. Mm. Yeah. Just like, let that sink in. Like if you're, if you're in that freaking, uh, revolving door, Mm. you know, as you put it, like you can literally step out. You might feel dizzy for a minute, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then you might be like, oh, like this isn't like, uh." but it's like you will regulate to that. Like it feels scary to step out of your comfort zone, but that will become your new comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And now, and then in a year or two, it's going to feel scary to leave that too. So it's like you, like building safety within yourself is so important, right? Like not relying on a person, not relying on a job, not relying on a government or a God, like that's my opinion, right? Of like like relying, like that's true freedom. Mm. Of like you have that safety and trust within yourself, then like you're really free. And so just reminding everybody that you are actually already free. Like all the things you want to be, it's who you already are. And it's about remembering that. It's not about like like yes, you are growing and learning and becoming, but even why AG just said, right? Like when I did it for my first time, I felt like I've been doing it all my life because right, is like, all you're doing is remembering. Mm. And so like, follow that feeling, follow like nothing. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's just simply why we do this healing work stuff or manifesting or whatever is just to simply remember like how freaking awesome we are and so that's what I would say. And then for pimp purposes.
0: Yes, that was beautiful. <laughs> thank you.
1: Um my Instagram is the fear guy. So easy to find, easy to Google. Um and then I imagine in the show notes. Yes. AG I'd love. I'd actually love to give your people a discount for the oh. course. I know we didn't talk about that.
0: No, we would be honored. I want I I always want everyone at AGU to try all the things. Please. Thank you. Yeah.
1: So we'll give a discount for you. Um that discount code will be in the show notes. Cause I yes. don't know what it is yet, but we
0: can make it AG university.
1: Uh, like, so AG university. Yeah. Amazing. There you go. So that's the code.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh I, I, yeah. That's a good, just go to AG university. If I works love read. it. And
1: then, yeah, that will give you, um, a mystery percent off, which okay. is, which okay. is fun. I love and it. And, um, yeah, like if like seriously hit me up on Instagram, if you have any questions, if you're not the course type of, person, then I definitely do in person things. Um, not a ton, but so it's definitely a bigger investment, but if that's something that you're called toward, I imagine there's one or two people that feel that right now of like, damn, like I'm ready to do this thing. I'm ready to share my gift and you're terrified. That's the perfect mix. Just so you know, like usually when people work with me or they're about just in general, right? When you're about to do something that's your soul is calling you toward, that's when it's like, oh shit, like I am so terrified and I'm so lit up. That's that perfect mix. And so if you feel that calling, um, yeah, you can find all the links in on my Instagram bio, all the things. Yes. Oh, and I also have a podcast that we mentioned.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: So go listen to the fear alchemist. If you want to dive deeper into what fear can feel like and look like and how to uncover it, how to break free from it it's it's definitely it's fun it's a deep dive and you want to go hear ag's breakthrough of being seen and hiding and knowing that she is worthy and loved yes
0: yes yes all of it ben this is an absolute honor to have you on behalf of everyone at ag university thank you for your time and your wisdom and all of your messages it was so beautiful thank you thank you thank you
1: thank you deeply do you have a nickname that people call you on here are you yeah. like the uh, headmistress or what are you?
0: I like to say Professor AG.
1: Professor, okay, I was going to say that first thing. Okay. Professor AG, thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so cold or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, Age University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me.